Future Pulse, Patients First, investigating innovative cardiovascular research with a patient-oriented clinical outcome focus. I'm Dr. Thomas Nero, clinical and interventional cardiologist and director of cardiovascular research at CAFC. Good afternoon, and welcome to Patient Pulse. I'm Dr. Thomas Nero, and I'm here with Dr. Peter Toth. Dr. Toth is the Director of Preventive Cardiology at CGH Medical Center and a Professor of Medicine at the University of Illinois. He's also an Adjunct Professor of Medicine at Johns Hopkins. He's the outgoing President of the American Society of Preventive Cardiology. And finally, he's the star of a recent podcast on hyperlipidemia and cardiovascular risk on patient pulse. And I'm pleased that he has acquiesced or consented to another interview on the intersection of diabetes and cardiovascular disease. Thank you again for being with us, Dr. Toth. Thanks, Tom. Great to be here. So one of the things that we've heard a lot about in the news are on some of these weight reduction medications, particularly with Ozempic and Manjaro. And they certainly have made a splash on TikTok and other platforms. But what's interesting to me is that they really have a profound cardiovascular benefit in diabetics, and now we're looking at them in non-diabetics. Do you want to go over with us what you're seeing with these medications and when you think that they are indicated? Yeah, I think clearly if someone has a BMI over 35 and they've been trying to lose weight for six months and have been unsuccessful, I think there's a place for these drugs. Given that, I think you also have to make sure that if the drug is instituted, that patients understand that they're still going to have to engage in lifestyle modification in terms of dietary modification and instituting an exercise program if they can, because once they stop the drug, and we know that these drugs are pretty pricey, once they stop the drug, if they haven't engaged in lifestyle modification, they're simply going to put the weight right back on again because there won't be anything there to suppress their appetite. Now, if you lose weight and you are relieving insulin resistance, then the appetite center in the brain will be more responsive and appetite will be reduced. But if the weight comes back on again, it is going to create a vicious cycle where because of insulin resistance in the brain, the hypothalamus, etc., appetite will be stimulated and the weight goes back on. So, uh, yep, the drugs work. Yes, it's important to lose the weight, but if it's not coupled with an appropriate exercise and dietary regimen, once the drug is stopped, the weight is going to come back on. It's almost a guarantee. It's interesting. The reason why we know the benefit of these drugs is because when we were trying to treat diabetics in the past, we were not finding the cardiovascular benefit. And actually in one trial, we saw some cardiovascular harm, which led to us monitoring these patients for cardiovascular benefit. We're seeing in diabetics that the use of SGLT2 inhibitors will improve their outcomes in heart failure. And we're now seeing that in the GLP-1 receptor agonists that we're decreasing cardiovascular events in the diabetic patients, and so much so that we're now starting to use them in non-diabetic patients. So if you have diabetes, how are you counseling your patients on the utilization of these medications versus the standard medications that they've been getting? We've seen a profound change in our ability to impact risk for cardiovascular disease in our diabetic patients. And it's very important for persons with diabetes to know that although diabetes is a hormonal disorder, 
It is a cardiovascular disease, and it's typically cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, strokes, sudden death that kill diabetic patients. That being said, now we have drugs that treat the diabetes and reduce the risk for acute cardiovascular events. And so if you look at a GLP-1 receptor agonist, and you know there's a number of these now, like Manjaro and Trulicity, they actually do reduce risk for cardiovascular events. And, and in the past, that wasn't the case. And so whenever possible now, we do try to use these newer drugs. Yes, they're more expensive, but they also keep people from having heart attacks and strokes. They keep people from having to be admitted to hospital. They keep people from experiencing progression of diabetic kidney disease or requiring stenting or bypass. That is a tremendous benefit. And when it comes to the SGLT2s like Jardiance or Invokana, there's tremendous benefit in terms of reducing risk of developing heart failure, being admitted to the hospital for heart failure, dying of cardiovascular disease or dying from any cause. And these drugs have a profound beneficial effect on the kidney. And we know that diabetic patients are at very high risk for developing kidney disease. So basically, the medical practice of treating diabetics has been completely revolutionized. This is wonderful. It's extraordinary because it's a huge opportunity to reduce risk for not only cardiovascular, but also kidney disease and heart failure in our diabetic patients. And now we're actually looking at utilizing these medications in non-diabetic patients. We've already shown that in non-diabetic patients, the SGLT2 inhibitors improve outcomes and decrease heart failure risk. So we are commonly using them. And I do think that the GLP-1 receptor agonists like Ozempic and Manjaro will be indicated for decreasing cardiovascular risk in the future. I agree. And then let's also remember that in addition to the so-called anti-atherogenic, anti-inflammatory effects of the GLP-1 receptor agonists like the Ozempic or the Trulicity, by promoting weight loss, they decrease risk of developing metabolic syndrome, which is a precursor to diabetes. So that in and of itself is, I think, a very significant advance. Yeah, I believe that we're going to see that we get them in because of the weight reduction, but we keep them because of the cardiovascular benefits. If it weren't for the cost, I think that we would have an even greater uptake of these medications. Well, thank you, Dr. Twith, for being here with us today. This has been great. I have always enjoyed talking to you, and I look forward to another interview again in the future. Tom, thanks for the privilege of having me. Have a great one. You too. Bye-bye.